So, welcome back to Good. I'm totally fucking up your intro by singing reggae behind it. <laughs> no, I just messed up my own intro because I was like, I'm starting this, but I don't want to start it. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, welcome back to episode 12 of Till GG Do Us Part or Till Good Game Do Us Part. Um, I'm back with my lovely co host, Henry. Hello. He's feeling a little sleepy today. I just woke up from a nap, so. Must be nice. If we're not too energized today, I apologize, but we're going to give you the best show that we can. So, Henry. Yes. My guy. Yes. Where do you want to start today? We got some uh, interesting stuff to talk about. I I feel like we should do a follow-up on a story we actually talked about last week, because I feel like that's actually kind of a good, like, we could, like, talk about it and then, like, nail it down and then move on. Uh, And I'm going to assume that that follow-up story will be the Rick's Fox story, correct? Yes, 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 yes. The niggas in esports story. So I like to call it. (laughs) Yes. So... I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce the guy's name. I think it's Admit Razda. He Uh, is the, that's the name of the shareholder who apparently, in his words, said that he had words with Jace Hall and not Rick Fox himself. Um, mm -hmm. Rick Fox stated other words, otherwise, excuse me, and said that, you know, he was addressed racially in racial terms and whatnot. Um, and so they, they put out the shareholder's name. That's the big thing. Um, but before we dive super deep into it, I also want to bring up that TMZ had a, uh, opportunity to speak with Rick Fox. And he said that if the shareholder were to leave Echo Fox, that he would not step away from Echo Fox. So what are your Mm. thoughts on that? I mean, I, I think I think the better move, or I feel like the more impactful move would be to step away. For Rick I, Fox. Yeah, I think it would be just a better, I think, you know, I think, I think it's kind of a, I, it's sort of like stepping away because I'm, I'm, I'm standing up for this kind of stuff. Um, and we talked about how it was like really important sometimes to take a stand for like stuff you believe in and stuff like that. But I do feel like, I feel like if the the guy who's in charge or the guy who made the comments just steps down and he's like, okay, I'm going to stay. I feel like I kind of, I don't know, I guess it kind of defeats the purpose of everything that he wanted to do mm-hmm. um, and step up. And I feel like the bigger move would just be walk away from this, maybe start your own organization uh, from, you know, start something new, start something fresh, uh, start something that doesn't allow like this sort of toxic culture though i will say okay uh i will say though for the the for amit rezada his uh his actual law firm uh actually released a statement uh basically saying like uh you know you know fox and him have never really had any issues they've had like a very long friendship Mm -hmm. um that a lot of the stuff that was it was it was kind of directed towards somebody else. It was directed towards um, oh god, Jace Hall. It, yeah, it was directed towards Jace Hall, and that and him and Fox have had like this twenty year long deep personal friendship, uh, and like they they've been working in business together. And whether that's true or not, I feel like um, I feel like even if that is true, I still feel like you kind of have to take a stand and be like, listen, just because you weren't coming at me, you were still making racial comments about about Jace Hall and like, you know, you're still coming at essentially like uh, a, a different race <laughs> with, yeah. your, with Rachel comments. So I feel like even if like all that's true, I still feel like it was, there's a fucked up stuff going on. Yeah. And apparently, uh, so like the comment came out and was like, the reason that he used that racial comment was because it was over money that was owed by Jace Hall. Um, yeah. For me, like that's still no reason to call someone that in a business email or business related yeah. email. Uh, I'm kind of with you to some extent for Rick Fox. I think if the shareholder is willing to step away, he should stay with Echo Fox for the sole purpose of it shows that people of color and owners have power within something they created and that 
hey, you can't just behave or say whatever you want to do within my organization without consequences. Like you will be removed versus like, you know, everyone's against Rick Fox. And it's like, all right, well, yeah, you created Echo Fox, but this guy's giving us money. So if you don't like what he's saying, then you should leave and potentially go start another you know, team. I don't, I wouldn't mind if Rick Fox did that. Like if he stepped away and made another esports team, I personally want Rick Fox to stay within uh, esports. But I think if he has the power to make it so that this Echo, or excuse me, this shareholder is no longer a part of Echo Fox, it's a good look for him and Echo Fox because it shows like, hey, these investors aren't running the scene like us team yeah. owners, game developers, like we're we have a say we're running the scene. And just because you're funneling money, money into it to try to, you know, feed into this, like we're not going to allow it you to just say whatever you want. Like that's not happening. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like a 50 50 with you with he should still step away. But I feel like if he can get that shareholder to leave, by all means, stay with Echo Fox and show people like, no, like I'm the owner of this. You investors can't just say and do what you want, pretty much. That's where I fall on it. So, Mm. but it was interesting to see TMZ uh, ask him about something like that, even though it's I think they were more asking for the shock value of hey, Rick Fox got called the N-word versus, hey, we care about esports. Yeah, I think, it, but I think, yeah, I think it was more so like, a, oh my God, let's let's talk to Rick Fox, guys. He, you know, it was, it was more so about that and not so much about like the esports aspect of it. Yeah. And speaking of other investors into oh, uh, no. esports. Please don't do this. Please don't do this. We got another artist investing we into do. video games. We do. We got... The Chicks Tapes God himself, Tory Lanes, investing oh in Luminosity Gaming. Yes, he is. Are you going tired of to... this yet? I'm so tired of this. Um, you know, uh, so he's invested uh, late. He's going to be. He's not only did he invest, he's also apparently going to be creating content for the team, interacting with the fans. Uh, and he's apparently going to be quote unquote other lending his expertise from the music <laughs> industry. Oh my! I god. swear to God, one of the Luminosity teams now has to have a song like like they gotta have a, a walkout song that he does. Like if if fucking if Korean Overwatch teams can have like Korean artists doing songs, you know what? Tory Lanez can fucking do a song for a random team, right? Am I wrong or am I wrong? I mean, am I right or am I right? <laughs> Like, if you're going to invest and you're going to say you're going to lend your musical expertise, does that mean you're going to give us a theme song for one of the teams? Got to know. I, I feel like that's not what that's going to – Um, I, I don't think that's what that means. Like, Honestly, I think it's another thing. Like, we've talked about this in the past where it's like somebody tapped his shoulder and was like, this looks great. Uh, why don't you put some money in it and see what how far it goes and stuff like that. Um, you well, know, Isn't like he Canadian? Weekend, I'm looking up real quick because he's – I'm pretty sure he's Canadian. Yeah, because he, I mean, he, he runs within the circle of um, the weekend and Drake. Yeah, yeah, he's from Brampton, Canada. So the Canadians are taking over the ownerships. Well, I shouldn't say taking over because they're just a part of like the investment group ownership, yeah. whatever. But but I cut you off. What were you about to say? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I mean, I was gonna say I think it's another thing. One of those things where I was like, hey, listen, you see, like someone tapped his shoulder and it was like, hey, Drake's doing this, Weekend's doing this. And someone's like, hey, fucking Imagine Dragons is doing this. Like, you should get in on this. You know, I feel like you you could uh, this would generate some publicity for you and it'll generate maybe some cash for you in the end, in the long run. See what it goes. See and you know, bring some more people to fucking listen to your music. You, you know, you think Tory Tory Lanez knows who Imagine Dragons is? I mean, I feel like a lot of people know who Magic Dragons is. <laughs> I, just thought, I just thought I would ask. Well, like, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I feel like a lot of people do, like, people do weird collabs. So I feel like at that some point, somebody true. was like, why don't you do this weird collab with the Magic Dragons? He was like, no. And then he listened <laughs> to him. He like, listen, he, like, listened to him. He was like, shit, they got some good stuff. Maybe later. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, it kind of like seems like. 
it kind of seems like a weird, almost like a weird way for the music industry, like execs to kind of bleed into esports since it's so new. Because yeah. it's almost like record labels, kind of, right? Like these big, big wigs coming into a space where people are like, hey, we know you want to create art, but like we have this financial backing that can help you, you know, come partner with us. And like, who knows? We might start seeing like some weird 360 type music deals for players and all this other stuff and tournament organizers. To, it's just. To be fair. Uh, like to be fair, like I the weekend invested into overactive, overactive, which if I'm correct owns to, like does Toronto Defiant, yeah, Toronto and Luminosity and Splice, and uh, Luminosity they operate the Vancouver Titans. Yes, you trying to have some rivalry going on, like like overactive is like we got the weekend, and then like Luminosity is like well we got Tory Lanez, what's up, like like you come in, you coming through, we gonna have this. <laughs> And it's kind of weird because it's like they're getting people. It seems like they're trying to tap into a market who's not necessarily interested. But this is the weird thing as well. Gamers aren't reading like these articles like they're not. Gamers aren't active looking out for like, oh, which one of my favorite artists like just recently invested into esports. 100 Thieves and and, uh, Drake was kind of different. Because, again, Drake had just released his album. He just had the whole thing with playing with Ninja. Nate Shot's really huge. It's, it was just, like, bigger names. And not to say Tory Lanez or The Weeknd aren't big names, but the fact that it's, like, it's behind Drake saying these things and yeah. doing these things. It's, like, all right, clearly this is some type of, like, inner circle stuff. The reason all these guys are being part of this ownership like investments yeah i would like to to see this turn out into it being like um you know diverse owners for esports um versus like in uh like traditional sports basketball and like football where you see like the owners being like all white old wealthy men i feel like that would be a good look for esports to be like hey no like you know these guys own this team, but it's still weird because it's not full ownership. It's partial investment. So I don't know. I think it's weird. I'm I'm kind of seeing just, you know, the next big artist investing in esports and not like, and again, it might be too soon to speak to say, you know, hey, you're coming at them and like they've only been in the space for three months, but it's like, I want to hear more from the artists. I want to hear what their intentions are with growing their brand that they're investing in, growing the games that their teams are invested in outside of, hey, I make music. This is an opportunity for me to promote music or my record label to have some type of tie into this uh, esports thing. But do we ever feel like that's actually ever going to happen? No. Are we ever going to? Are we ever going to have an artist come out? Is it just, I feel like it's just going to be this sort of like, hey, so-and-so did this thing. Cool, moving on. Um, yeah. Like, like, like the think, most we got think, was me with saying he wants to start it. Within the article with Tory Lanez, there, I guess it was statements from him, but I wanted to like see more from that individual. Like I want to see tweets. I want to see interviews. I want to see... Uh, things on Instagram, like I want to see them at an event. Like, yo, just finished watching like, uh, uh, Call of Duty like, World League in London. Shout out to like, the, the Hundred Thieves boys. By the way, they just won, so shout out to them. Fucking no. <laughs> shout out to Hundred Thieves. Good on you guys. <laughs> yeah, and and that, and that that by the way, that Call of Duty World League uh London crowd, mm-hmm. phenomenal. had all the elements that esports crowds need. Need. Minus the fuckboyism. Like a fuckboyism. Yeah. Yeah. I just made that up. But I don't want to get too deep into that because that's kind of like its own conversation in regards to like what esports needs crowd wise. But yeah. Shout out to 100 Thieves. That'd be a a whole episode. Yeah. Shout out to 100 Thieves. Congratulations. You guys play phenomenal. Um, Keep it up. Best of luck in your next event. 
back to Tory mm-hmm. Lanes and artists investing in the esports. So well, give me a little bit who, more before we close out with this. Oh, actually, I wanted to ask, who do you feel like is going to be next? I mean, we have all these different artists. Like, do you think we're going to start to see more artists that are more involved in gaming? Um, or are we going to see like someone else who like really you never really knew was like, it's like you're going to be like, oh, are you like actually a gamer? Or is someone just tapped your shoulder and told you to get invested? I feel like that's what we're going to see rather than like someone who like an artist who's maybe like really into gaming and like is really like uh i personally would like to see like like zed zed is a huge gamer and he's and he actively promotes gaming and stuff like that and i would love to see him invest into some kind of esports uh something or take some kind of initiative in that scene what are you thinking (sighs) when when you say like who do I want to see? Do you mean genuinely or just following this trend of like hey I I I, I, mean, invest? I I mean genuinely. I mean like what what person, what artist do you want to see that's active in like the gaming world? Do you want to see them finally kind of cross into the esports world? Off the top of my head, I will probably say Lupe. Oh. Mainly because saying, I thought you were going to say T-Pain. <laughs> he was he was my second option. But the reason, the reason I said Lupe first was because he's been at events in the, within the FGC, like Street Fighter, like showed up. He played against Daigo. Granted, we know Daigo let him, you know, threw a couple games to give the man a light. But the fact that he was able to show up at an event and be in the crowd and talking to people, coming on stage and playing and talking about the game outside of just that event, I feel like he's... M- more of one of the genuine people who I would want to see come into the space. And behind Mm. him, it would be T-Pain because T-Pain is super active on Twitch. He performed at TwitchCon. Like, he's super into video games and he makes it well-known. Like, I don't think T-Pain is just doing this for a front or, like, necessarily being ahead of the curve i think he's a genuine gamer who enjoys it and would be like i'll put money behind this because i do enjoy it i mean that's my third if i had to pick on a roster it'd probably be uh, maybe maybe like snoop or wiz but i feel like that's getting kind of into the Pittsburgh Knights thing that um, yeah, that Leonix was talking about, which you can go back and listen to in our archives. You can't plug our own podcast. Check, I, don't yes, think, I, I don't think we're, I don't yes, think I we're allowed okay. to plug our own podcast. Guys, don't listen to Henry. Go back and listen to the Leonix interview. It's phenomenal from when we were at PAX East. Trust me, you'll enjoy it. All right. He's, he's really plugging himself right now. You gotta let people know, like, yo, guys, go back into the, the archives. And, like, go back into the archives and listen to the episode that we did with Leonix, so you can hear Troy uh, be like a little fanboy. <laughs> listen, look, man, if you're an artist, right? Like the people that are investing, you're not gonna tell people like, yo, don't go check out my 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 early albums. Only listen to my new stuff, right? You gotta let them know, like, yo, we got a back catalog, all right? Go check it out, okay? <laughs> Yes, oh go check out our back. I was going to make a really bad joke, but I'm not going to make it. Yeah, don't. Listen to, <laughs> just go back and listen to our mixtapes, all right? All right, yeah. So, uh, next thing. What are we talking about here? What do you want to talk let's, about? Let's keep it on investments, right? Immortals. Ah, I knew you were going to bring it up. They had, I think it was their series B funding, which is like their second yep. round of getting money funneled to them. And it looks like Immortals is coming for Optic Gaming. Yep. As a whole organization. They're looking to buy their spot back in league. By the way, so, excuse me. They got 30 mil invested in their B-Series funding. And Noah Winston, the founder of Immortals, is stepping away from, like, all like manager dual what, what's what's the word manager operations um yeah that works like a managerial role essentially just stepping down from that yeah that's the word i was looking for um but i'm not going to try to repeat it because i just struggled but anyway he's stepping away 
what are your thoughts on this? He's he pretty much got like bought out almost to like some extent. Like you're getting thirty mil invested into like the company you funded. Why do you think like he got bought out? You think he couldn't handle it? He wasn't trusted. I, I think I think they wanted to go in a different direction. I think they had a different vision than what Noah wanted. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that's why he kind of got phased out, and he was kind of like I think he was kind of put into a spot of like you have. Like we want this, you don't want this. Uh, we're gonna have you know either you step down or we're gonna somehow get you like force you out of this. Mm. And I think I think he just grace. I think he just was like, you know what? I'm just gonna step down. You know, take Excuse take me. my money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, take take my money. Step down and just kind of like hope that it all goes well. I th- I, I you know I want to think that there was no ill intent behind it. I think it was just it was just a it was a, a, a parting of voice based on almost creative differences. Uh, but like in a, in a positive way, not in like a, like a, all right, you need to get the fuck out. So you don't so. think there was like some investors like ultimatum where it was like, yo, we got, we want to give you guys money, but if this dude's around, we're not really trying to, you know, so, you know, are you going to take this check and get this guy out or are you going to miss out or, and keep I want I, I, I think I think I would I think I want to say I think it was rather like a we I think it was more so of like a you know we have these people who want to take the who want to take this place in a different direction like and, and you know I feel like Noah was like you know I don't feel like I, I don't want to go in that direction I want to go this way and they're like well listen like what do you want to do and I think I feel like he was like you know what we're gonna try to I'm gonna let this I'm gonna step down hand the reins over and hope that everything goes in the right way because I don't care because I got my money now so I can step away. <laughs> That's what I feel like it was. I think it was it, it was less of like a it was like it is I think I think cuz there's a lot of things um cuz there's a lot if 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 you think about it like if they get up if they get up to gaming they get so much like they get so much teams also cuz if they cuz um well this the before you dive too deep into that I don't know how much of optic they're gonna get so it says that they're currently one of the bidders uh looking to acquire part of the parent company uh infinity sports and entertainment which would include optic gaming and their league of legends championship spot so i don't know if that's gonna entail uh and part of houston outlaws and no it is it's going to it because yeah okay. it's going to include their league of legends spot it's going to include um the overwatch league team uh, and if, if if mortars do get this, they they would they're allowed to retain the outlaws rights due to league wide multi ownership rules. So they're gonna be getting they're not only they're gonna be getting they're not gonna they're not only getting one team they're getting they're getting two teams and one of those teams already has thirty forty million dollars invested into it like they've earned all this money's already been putting into this one thing uh, with the Houston Outlaws because remember again the buy in for. The buy-in is, I think, what twenty million, twenty-five million to get into the Overwatch League. Yeah, so there's already th- there's already all this money thrown at this team, and then not only in the past couple, in the past two seasons, they've had everything thrown at them from sponsorship deals, um, uh, and just like like T-Mobile, Heb, all that stuff. So they so they have that already. They get all that already. Wow, that was loud. Uh, so I I think it's you know I think you know since you know they if Mortis going for for Optic or more importantly. Um, infinite, you know, I think it's a great move because to have all that under your one flag, that's a lot. That's, yeah, a, that's, that's, a, that's a big powerhouse to have. And that's a lot. And especially, I know if, if, and somebody will correct me, but uh, Immortals also owns Los Angeles Valiant. Yeah. And I think that's what goes into the, uh, with the, the multi ownership. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The multi owner ownership rule. So, cause like, Let's let's speculate a little bit, right? I know you love a good speculation, Henry. Of course I do. How much money do you think that whole organization would be getting from, let's say, like advertisement alone, if they were able to acquire all of Optic and maintain, like, what if they found some loophole that allowed them to keep LA Valiants and Houston Outlaws and continue to be in the Overwatch League? That's a cool ten mil. You, you think only ten mil? He said only ten mil. Uh, I, I think investors are getting way more I'm lo- from investment I'm, I'm, or uh, I'm advertisement. 
I'm lowballing it. Actually, I want to honestly. I want to say at least I, I I'll say thirty million. I'm gonna say thirty mil. Okay. Okay. If if they can manage both teams and still manage all the advertisement and get more, I'm thinking they're pulling in thirty mil. See, and this is the funny thing about esports, right? So a lot of the, the players don't get this money. <laughs> yes, a part of that. So players have salaries, and they're. There's lots of money in esports. The problem is a lot of organizations are bleeding money. Even some of the ones who are fairly established now outside of like what I consider like legacy orgs. I feel like they might be starting to be back in the green. But it's like there's a lot of money up top that's being thrown around for investors and whatnot. So those guys are going to most likely make their money back. And a deal like that. I'm with you. They'd probably be getting like an easy 30 to 50 mil, probably within the next two to three years, maybe mm-hmm. from investments alone or excuse mm-hmm. me, advertisements alone. It's the sad part is, is like, that's a lot of money that we know is not going to go to the, the players. It may go to some of the operations, but we're still going to be hearing about teams having poor management and, Things just not being handled correctly. But knowing that all that money is sitting there somewhere being put into use. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure even within that, like, like with all this geolocation stuff going on, right? Why haven't we seen any deals with airlines? Why haven't we seen something with JetBlue or Southwest? Oh, Knowing that these I, people can be able to fly back and forth, I think, and then you're going to pr- promote business. I think, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, we talked about a couple of weeks ago about the Overwatch League and geolocating and stuff like that. And I think that's going to happen in 2020. I don't think they're quite right. Because I know the geolocation, they're saying 2020 they're going to happen. So I think that's when you're going to start to see all those travel stuff. I think you're going to start to see, like, not only for Overwatch League, I think once we get like, and we'll get into this in a, in a few, like once we launch like the, the, the Call of Duty esports teams, that's when you're going to start to see like deals with like with airlines, not only airlines, rental car agencies. You don't think you're going to start to see rental car agencies like Hertz and fucking for sure. What else? Like sure. and like Enterprise and shit like that, like also sponsoring shit. Um, if not we, in, if, like, if a, we don't, it'll be, be because Uber and Lyft beat them. Or just Toyota just once again sticks their nose in the did like with Overwatch League. You know what I'm not looking forward to though? What? The scooter advertisements. Why? Because so yesterday I went or walked around the National Mall, right? Yes. And I just saw a ridiculous amount of like the scooters, like the Lyft scooters, the Bird scooters, the Spin scooters. Those Uh, guys are going to try to get into this space. All right, so quick story, uh, quick sidebar. Uh, I almost died one time in one of those scooters. Uh, Did you fall It was at TwitchCon. Uh, I legit like was see, like, oh, let me see event. what this does. I like went and I almost died. I like went for about a block and then like I almost lost my balance. I almost smashed my face into a curb and then I just like was like, never mind, it's fine. I I could just walk to my rental car three blocks down. Just kidding. Wait, were you riding it by yourself? Like Hanzo wasn't with you. No, I just, I I was like, oh, I'm just going to go to my car real quick. And then like, I was just like, ah, and almost died. So let's keep, let's keep it on a card for a little bit more. Since, you know, since I mentioned it. Yeah, you brought it up. Great transition. I just want to say this and shout out to Shadosha for being fucking right. I'm so, I'm not mad. I'm just a little triggered that he was so on point about the all the organizations that have invested or have teams in the overall league getting first dibs and and like what are the first five teams all so, teams oh. the first five uh call of duty teams for the new league i don't know why they well I, i'm not gonna say it or whatever i'm forget it forget it the locations that were announced for the uh call of duty league teams atlanta georgia so essentially, Atlanta rain, correct? Yep. All right, because last time I said something outrageous, and I was like, I didn't know the team here. So you have Atlanta, Georgia, which is Atlanta Esports Ventures. You got Dallas, Texas, which is Envy, Envy. Dallas Fuel, Fuel, 
You got New York. Henry which is, over here. Which is Sterling Equities, which owns New York Excelsior. You got uh, parents, Paris, France. Parents? We have parents. <laughs> Relax. It was a little, a little blunder, all right? You got Paris, France, and Toronto, Canada. Toronto which, like, should not be surprising at this point. They're all over yeah. the esports scene. Yeah. Again, Toronto, overactive media, a.k.a. Splice, a.k.a. Toronto Defiant. And then we have Paris, which is contact gaming, a.k.a. Paris Eternal. So these five teams have first dibs. Um, and, of course, because, you know, Blizzard, Activision, blah, 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 whatever. Here they are. Here are, four, here are our five teams. Now, let me ask you. I want to say right off the bat, I think all five of these teams are fucking good choices to have your first start. Your first five teams, these are good choices. I feel like the Call of Duty scene in the, in these five places are, is actually pretty strong. I don't really know about Paris, but I do feel like the definitely the other four, it's a strong start for having your first five teams be from these areas. Yeah. Um, I just feel like there's a stronger... This, I think there's a stronger following uh, versus like the West Coast. Uh, most I, I I just feel like just I just feel like that's the vibe I get. Um, how you feeling about it? I am not surprised by the teams that were selected, aside from like them just being a part of the Overwatch League. But I think it will also be a tipping point for a lot more of the people that have those first dibs to come in and be like, hey, hey, actually, you know what? Is that spot still saved? Cool, we want to buy it. And here's why. Atlanta's a new team. Already has a massive following. Dallas Fuel or Envy. They're one of the bigger organizations. I won't say they have the the largest following, like from like the OG or legacy teams or legacy organizations like TSM, Team Liquid optic but they're up there if i had to put them in a tier they might be like a tier b tier whatever maybe yeah a, a. um new york again massive state massive following for their uh, overwatch team and then paris new team but you got to have some eu force right and then again toronto they're just they're just all over the place place they have a huge following. Like Toronto is going to make it. They're going to have their stamp, right? So I think it's a good starting five to make other people be less skeptical about like stepping in and investing. Now, how many of these other teams that had first dibs going to pass up? I don't know. That's going to be the interesting to see. So like the first five that invested not surprising and also you know kind of expected i think it's more on who's going to fill in those last spots will it be people who have uh overwatch league teams or will it be uh well-known cod orgs like 100 thieves do we do we do we know if uh uh do we know how many teams they're gonna have in this first league the first sort of season it's 16 six 16 okay mm-hmm. um i can see optic you know i can see optic just being like hey you know what fuck it you know we have an overwatch league team we have first dibs let's throw our, our hat in the ring i can definitely see 100 thieves throwing their hat in that um because they have they have top players like of course like like if you if you're gonna you want to join a sanctioned league with like like bigger sponsor opportunities for bigger sponsorships i think this is definitely the way to go I think this is definitely something that they should be because it's like, listen, we have top players. Like, why the fuck not? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, you're going to get more support. And, of course, you're going to have all these people. And I think also because of that, my follow-up question to this is, how big do you think we're going to have, we're going to be pulling the numbers that, like, Overwatch League streams are pulling for this new Call of Duty? And I'm going to, first off, I'm going to say right off the record, we're not going to be seeing Call of Duty streams, Call of Duty, pro Call of Duty on Disney XD. We're not going to be seeing it like maybe we'll see it on like ESPN three or something like that, but I'm definitely not going to see it on Disney XD. Um, I do think though on on Twitch and stuff, I think it's going to if it's done well, if it's done the way that we've been doing uh, 
Owl, I think we're going to be pulling like close to the same numbers. What do you think? I don't think Call of Duty will pull the same numbers of Overwatch League. Not at all. Um, mainly for I, reasons you just said. Like Overwatch is just way more family friendly. More you can show it in many places, right? Yeah. I think Call of Duty being on a structured schedule for a league will bring it a a steady viewer base and maybe more than what it is now mainly because people will be able to know like exactly what time what weekend like with it all having a structured schedule people can make time and know when hey i'm going to watch call of duty this weekend like that's all i want to do i'm gonna spend the entire Mm -hmm. weekend watching call of duty and just getting something like a whole package that they expect kind of again with any traditional sports you know, come for Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, blah, blah, blah. You know, Golden State's going to be playing. Cool. I'm making time, two hours. I want to go watch my team play. Mm-hmm. And versus it being packed into this entire weekend. And now you got to try to catch up on 50 matches when you only need to watch five. Because, again, league structure. Mm-hmm. Uh. So, so again, back to your question, I think we'll see an improvement in their numbers with structures um, as long as the like OG card community is behind it and willing to accept like the new format. And I do see it being easier to bring in new viewers, but I just don't think it'll be more than Overwatch. Overwatch is, it's, it's the first of, Everything is essentially that's happening in esports right now with the franchising. Um, like even League has done stuff first, but like Overwatch has just done it on a larger scale. And I think people seeing that and it being vocalized much more is what keeps giving Overwatch that advantage with like what's going to happen next in esports. Just keep looking at Overwatch and essentially everyone else is going to follow because again a lot of games that are being played the publishers and developers aren't invested into the competitive scene with activision blizzard they are so when other publishers see like oh snap like blizzard is getting how much from this company just by showing an ad in the game all right Go make whatever competitive game we need to make. Throw some little flags up in there so we can have advertisements and let's get mm-hmm. the ball rolling. Mm. So it, it's it's a huge all eyes on Blizzard and Activision. Yeah. Huge. But again, back to uh, back to your original statement. I, I just don't think COD will bring in the numbers that Overwatch League does. Um, if it does, I will be surprised. But I think I think COD will always be a steady community, and uh, like I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. But I don't think it's gonna blow up as well. So let's move on to the next topic, though. Mm. Let's get okay. back into our favorite topic on the podcast. Is it clothing? Please say it's clothing. Fashion and clothing. Yeah! I can't wait to shit on this! <laughs> Esports wear. So they're ah! calling it now. <laughs> Why did you just scream like that? Because I can't wait to shit on champion for okay. this. For, before we get into champion, how do you feel about... How do you feel about streetwear going from streetwear to now being called esports wear? Because that's essentially Actually, what's happening. Actually, can I can I ask you a quick question? Why did you tweet today? It's on it's hype beast. Was it related to this? I'm confused. Kind of, sort of. Okay, okay. It, so I'll give you the the reason behind that. So I'm watching Call of Duty, and mm-hmm. as they're doing the opening ceremony, they're panning through the crowd, right? Oh. And how many dudes had the supreme chest rig? How many dudes had the I, supreme I fucking shoulder bag? Because. It, I won't say because it was in London. I didn't see many, but this is what made me realize that some gamers are kind of using 
streetwear, esports wear now as a way of fitting in, which I kind of have a problem with, but not entirely. Um, but it also showed me how many people who are hype beast are like buying stuff and trying to be a part of the community solely because it's pop culture. And yeah. there's certain esports that are easier for you to just be like fit in with the community based on your look now. Mm. Not to say like these guys have never played or don't play because that's put it that's like a generalization. Excuse me, generalization that I don't want to like throw on everyone. But there's a large number of people who are weren't into this, who are trying to get into it to either be a part of the hype for esports or the hype of esports wear, aka streetwear. It's well, it's a type of fashion that most people aren't wearing. So it's like, oh, if it's an exclusive, for example, the champion jerseys, if I have this and I go to like Complex Con, people are gonna be like, oh, where'd you get that from? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's the exclusivity of being the first so- to having something like that. So here's so here's how I how I'm starting to see it. Uh, not just with esports, or not with just esports apparel. We're not calling it that, by the way. It's streetwear. Get the fuck. I'm not doing this. Um, that, that, that's where my question was going. So so you're calling you're sticking with streetwear, right? Yes, I'm not fucking doing this. But thank you. Here's here's what I'm starting to think about esports. Um, so years and years ago, years ago, and uh, this is gonna get a little bit more divergent. Uh. You, when you were when you were the only kid reading comics or listening to K-pop or reading Game of Thrones or like fantasy novels and shit like that, you were the only person, and you kind of felt kind of like in your own way, just like some people would shit on you, make fun of you, but also you feel kind of like, oh, cool, I'm doing this kind of like cool niche thing, like it's my own thing, no one else jumps on it. I got a few friends that are into that I can talk about it with, but da 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 da, whatever. And then it started to pick up and then people start to be like, shit, people think I'm kind of dope because I'm into this stuff and I can talk all about this. I'm kind of cool now. Um, and now we're at the point where fucking everyone sees things. Everyone yeah. sees Avengers. Everyone saw Avengers Endgame. Everyone's fucking hype. I fucking seen it. Call me a hipster. But uh, nurses at my job fucking talk about Game of Thrones for hours and hours and hours, not knowing about what the fuck the books meant, but are like, did you see the episode where he fucking da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da? Like everyone's into it. I think now, I think now we're. I think with esports, esports is the new. Ooh, what's the new niche cool thing that no one's really not that the main population's not into that I could get into right now and be like the hype man for and like be like the cool guy for. I think that's what esports is right now. Mm. So I think now that now we're starting to be like now we have not only we're getting that on a personal level. I think we're starting to get that on a company level. Like, like, like champion being like, oh shit, if we get on this now. Uh, you know, we'll be like the leaders, like, oh, we invented like the esports wear, and now everyone's gonna be wearing it, and then it's gonna blow, it's gonna pop off, and then like in a couple years, everybody's going on about esports. People are like, everybody's good, and I don't know if that's actually gonna happen, but you know, there, I think this is the mindset of like, oh, maybe like in a couple years, like people, like quote unquote normies, regulars will be like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, my son's really into blah blah blah, and I went with him, and it was actually kind of cool, you know, or. You know, oh yeah, I know about that team. I know about, I don't know, the fucking San Francisco, uh, the San Francisco COD team or whatever, like, you know, stuff like that. Like, I think, I think people are just looking for this new, the new, like, the new, the new thing that's going to blow up and become regular, become part of the regular culture. Because remember, comics, all that stuff was pop culture and now it's just culture. Yeah. So I think now people are looking to see, looking towards gaming to be the new pop culture that's going to kind of become part of the regular culture of life. And I think that's why we have more companies pushing for like these like east. Oh my god, I can't believe I said it. "Quote unquote" esports apparel and stuff like that. But guess what? They're not doing it right because that shit's fucking ugly. <laughs> I hate baseball jerseys. So, so, I'm so, so, based on, so based on the two things you said, one one I just want to answer because it's going to be. Super, like if we get into it, it'll really be off on a tangent, right? So my first question is, do you, why do you think esports is trying to cater to an older audience who still watches television, who they want 
to they want to know they want them to know what esports is and be accepting of it and why are they also trying to cater to kids and teens who actually play the games and will go out and spend money on the games just okay. answer that quickly why do you think they're doing why do you think they're trying to cater to everyone okay. because of how so broad games okay. are no old money versus potential new money that's what i think it is if okay. we're appealing to older crowds and older people and older people especially older investors we get that old money we get that like money that's going to sustain us until this new generation that we've been kind of plugging away at as well finally is like I got a job, I got a career, I got money, I'm going to put money into this. And not, I'm not saying it in investing-wise, but I'm going to buy merchandise, I'm going to buy this, da, 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 da. I have my own money now. And it's like, so it's like... The new money need, will create old money for it, the people like, it's like invested in. It, exactly. And I feel like the old money gotcha. will, will help will help, the, will help these people be, have sustainability until that new money starts coming in. Gotcha. So the other question was, like. do you essentially think that the... People who were into like these niche things, do you think that it's because the, the niche thing became cool or that the the people who are into the niche thing now have like a platform to be vocal and like they're now can seen as the cool kids, like people who might not have been seen as cool within the street where seen now they're a part of esports where and now they're seen as cool because it's like, well, esports is cool. They were the first ones with like a space station uh, gaming baseball jersey. They must yeah. be cool. Like, yeah. Again, again, I think it goes back to the. It's like, oh, cool. Like you, you have normies being like, oh my god. Like back in the day, be like, I have no idea what the fuck is Iron Man. What's an Iron Man? Who's an Iron Man? <laughs> and then they're like, wait, so and so knows all about Iron Man. Shit, so and so is kind of cool now because he knows all about this shit. I think it's going to be the same thing. It's like, oh, shit. Like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing about esports. I have no idea what the fuck, like, this brand is. Who's this kid? Like, like, this guy's got a shirt that says Optic on it. I think that's a gaming thing, but he seems kind of cool. Let me ask him. Let me look to him for this, like, not advice, but so much for, like, the insight. Yeah. Oh, we're, maybe he can hook me up and blah, blah, blah. And, like, they'll tell me you you're who, cool without saying you're cool, pretty much. Yeah. It's essentially, it's like. It's like, hey, who can I talk to so I have enough knowledge to have a conversation so I seem cool? Gotcha. So I, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's. I mean, take a risk as you. Someone's like, hey, what's Overwatch League? And you explain to them what it is, and then like they they go to their friend, they they hear their friend like talking about Overwatch League, and then they walk home and like, hey, you guys talk about Overwatch League? It's like, oh shit, you know about that shit? Yeah, I know about that shit. True. And it's it's gonna it's the same word of mouth thing. Oh shit! You rocking the like you're at a fucking whatever, and someone's like, "Oh shit! You rocking that blah 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 jersey? Oh shit! That's cool. Oh, what do you know about that? Well, I know this, this, and this, and this. They're not gonna say because so and so told me about this, this, and this, but they're gonna be like, "Oh, I know it." Yeah. It's all about fitting in. It's all that's unfortunately that's what it's always been about. It's about fitting in. It's about fitting in and money. So, back to the original thing that we were gonna talk about in regards to this, right? The jerseys are ugly. I'm not going to the champion <laughs> store on May 18th for the fucking opening. I'm just kidding. Hey, man, you want to go to the champion store and just look at I was actually going to ask you about that if I was up there. So we can talk about that off the podcast. But I'm let's not be hypocrites sure. right quick. So, <laughs> so champion has collaborated with uh, CLG, Optic, Dignitas, Space Station Gaming, and Renegades to create esportswear. I didn't want to say it. Uh, fuck that. They they collaborated with them to make streetwear baseball jerseys. There you go. You'll be able to pick them up at Foot Locker, and there's also going to be um, like a like a release party or whatever for at the Champion Store in Times Square. We might be there, so yeah. But as you heard Henry say, they're not very very appealing. Honestly, the only one appealing is the optic, and that's just because it's plain white. All of the other ones have a uh, champion plastered on the center of them. So, yeah. Uh, do, do, do you see any of the pros in scenes wearing this? Outside of, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna put something on it and say outside of the FGC. 
<laughs> because FGC can essentially wear whatever they want. And like sealed, like certain players for these orcs can get away with wearing them because it's their brand. But how many times do you think you're going to see maybe like a league person wearing this or a college? Well, Call of Duty will probably wear it. But like how many, how many esports players do you see going to uh, Foot Locker or Champion and copying one of these? I'm going to take that as no. another one. No one, but do I see them getting the, all this shit for free? You're damn fucking right. True. Well, yeah, for sure. For sure. The org's for probably going to sure. buy it for them or for send sure. them, you know, prototypes or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, do, but do you see them actually actively wearing no, wearing it and not, not. and not, not doing it for Instagram or a photo shoot? Just wearing it because no. I think this baseball jersey is dope. No. I want to wear it. No. I'm with Absolutely you. Absolutely not. I don't think they will. Yeah, remember when like you you could go to Kmart and buy a champion sweatshirt for five dollars? Yeah. And they were actually those comfortable. The, those are the days. And they weren't hypebees. But now you want me now you want me to pay eighty dollars for a goddamn sweater? You want me to pay how much do you think these shirts are gonna cost? They're how 80 much? Bucks. They're eighty bucks. Yeah. You want me to pay eighty dollars? No, because they actually released it on some app called Network, which apparently lets you get like exclusive drops for collabs and stuff, and oh it was priced God. at like eighty dollars. Oh my God, that just gave me heartburn. <laughs> you, but you know what's funny? That's on top of this that I didn't have on the docket that we have to mention. Yeah, Ninja has headbands being sold at Walmart for like twenty two dollars. Ninja has Nerf guns. Well, it's not Nerf. It's like a different brand. But Ninja has foam blasters that they've rebranded and they put his face on the thing. Ninja can clearly do whatever the fuck he wants. First of all, I want to say congratulations to Ninja for getting the bag from Walmart because those little kids are about to be eating up the headband or eating up their parents' money to buy the headband. The thing that bothers me is, first of all, the headband is goddamn $22. Nah, I'm not paying $22 for no headband. If anything, I'll make a kid one of those headbands and be like, look, it ain't a ninja headband, but it also ain't going to cost $22. Just go get a blue Secondly, headband. if I see anybody wearing that ninja headband and one of these trash champion baseball jerseys, I'm roasting you. I don't care. You're getting all the jokes because the baseball jerseys are ugly. And I don't think Champion cares about being in esports. They literally just mm-hmm. did a collab with FaZe. That was like their first step into this space. I don't think they care. They just see it as dollar signs. And again, it's a business. It's all about marketing. Get your money. But come into mm-hmm. our space and be genuine. Yep. Don't do it because it's the cool, trendy thing. So I feel like hype beats have ruined esports at this point. No, not yet. Give it a minute. Give it a give it a little bit. We'll see. Street street streetwear hype. Okay. Are you considered? Okay. Do you consider yourself a streetwear hype piece? No. Because I I'm not always wearing streetwear. Or always at drops. Yes. Okay. But I will, I, 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 before we end this podcast, I need to say something, and it's very important. Very important. Alt-X Overwatch League, your clothes are trash and very low quality. Bought a goddamn shirt for y'all, paid 65 bucks for it. Shit already came falling apart, man. Wait, so you paid $60 for a shirt, but you won't pay $80 for a baseball jersey? Ah, I know. I bought into the hype, and this is why maybe that's why I'm very pissed off. So you're or one of maybe the people is... that's running this for us, huh? Uh-huh. Wow. Maybe this is why I'm a little mad, because I had this faith that Alt X, the Alt, Alt, the clothing company, their Overwatch League collab was going to be dope, because it looked dope on their store, and then I bought something, and it was so low quality, it was paper thin, like the pocket was like falling off. I was just like, are you kidding me? I just bought this. I didn't even touch it. I took it out the box and it was already falling apart. 
Wow. And that's what bothers me. It goes back. It harkens back to what you're saying. If you're gonna join, if you're gonna try to join into this community, come and be genuine. Come out with dope products. Come out with oh, whoa, shit that whoa, whoa, whoa. works. You just said come out and be genuine. That's that's a musician. That's wow. the guy who made Pony. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, yo, genuine confirmed to join hundred thieves. <laughs> mm. Uh, that's now he'd joke. probably have to do Team Liquid because you know he made ponies, so like horses, he'd have to. <sighs> All right, I fucked with that. What if Little Nas is the next brand ambassador for Team Liquid? What if Little Yachty is the next? <laughs> but he can't because he's a part of Phase. Oh fuck! You're right. I forgot. But I forgot he was part of Phase. Little Nas X and Team Liquid coming out to horses in the back. Oh God, I hate that song. I but got I to can totally it in the back. No, stop! End the podcast. Keyboard is attached. No, end it. End the end the show. End well, I, I gotta ask you one more thing about another topic before we yeah, end, what's up? before we no, get yeah, definitely, here. definitely. I'm just messing around. Your thoughts on uh the 2019 Overwatch League Finals being hosted in Philadelphia? Uh are you gonna go? I'm, I, so here's the thing. That's the same weekend as TwitchCon, so I'm probably not going to be going. I will probably be in TwitchCon. We will probably be in TwitchCon trying to get that content. Seriously, streamers, let us know if you want to talk about shit. Um, There's something else. Some, I just thought about it now that you brought that up. Okay. Overwatch Someone else League said Grand something Finals. that's... There's three things going on during TwitchCon yeah, weekend. Overwatch, Overwatch League Grand Finals. TwitchCon. ESL. That's what it was. Something else. No. Yeah, that's it. Those things are all happening. So it's like TwitchCon on the West Coast versus like that on the East Coast. So I've already, I've kind of already, I've already kind of made the investment of going to TwitchCon. Um, I'm giving it another chance. Uh, I know I talk so much shit about it and people are going to go listen to it previously and be like, oh, Henry, you were a piece of shit. You said like, da 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 da. And it's like, relax. You can listen to the episode. It's uh, (laughs) called Tuna Bar Affiliates. Check it out. Is that real? Oh, that is. That is the fucking episode. That's the one where you had, uh, you went to Tuna Bar. Which I think is in Philly. It is in Philly. Wow. This guy's so, faking on his tuna bar affiliates. I, I have one thing to say to all those people who are going to give me shit. I'm giving another chance, but... All right. <laughs> That's all I got to say. So, you won't be able to, to attend the Overwatch League finals unless something happens for TwitchCon. Knock yeah. on wood. But Knock on wood. What are your thoughts about it being in Philadelphia? Do you think I'm really, Philadelphia I'm li- is a esports uh, city? I'm, uh, oh, I think so. I think I think uh, the times like I've seen their community, their support that they have for the Philadelphia Fusion. I think it's going to be great. I'm just disappointed that it's not in Brooklyn again because I think when I went to the venue last year and it was all sold out and looking around and seeing all that, I was like, "Oh damn!" Well, it it's going to be hosted at uh, <coughs> Wells Fargo Center. Or, yeah, so yeah. so hopefully it'll be hopefully it'll be good. Hopefully it will uh, it'll pop off really good. Um, Are you expecting yeah. any uh, New York versus Philly fights to break out? Because you know, no, you guys' no. fans are mad aggressive. Um, I'm sorry, the new rivalry is Atlanta versus New York because now Atlanta has beaten New York twice in a row. So shout out to Atlanta for crushing our hopes and dreams as New York Excelsior and making us go five and two in stage two of the season two. We have to take a podcast trip to Atlanta one day. One day I'm down. We because can go. I feel like that's a city that you would enjoy. But that's something we can discuss off the podcast, <clears throat> actually. Because yes, we, we, we ramble a lot. And I know people hate that. But whatever. No one hates it. Some people do. You want to you wanna fight me? Fight me. All right. You're here to hear first. TwitchCon. Um, I don't know what weekend that is yet. But TwitchCon, $5. And you can throw hands with Henry. No, no, Money no, goes no, to no, me, no, though. No, no. Money goes to me. Not no, 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 no. It's for charity. $6. $6. $6. Oh, it's $6 like your interest? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I, I have a... If someone wants to throw hands with Henry for f- 6 bucks, he gets $1. I have a dope place that I would like to invest the $5 per fight. So let's make it happen. All right. Pay-per-view. Actually, not really. Probably just Twitch and IRL or something. But... We want to thank you for tuning in to episode 12 of Till Gigi Do Us Part. We love you. We appreciate you. 
And again, go back and check out our previous episodes. Yeah, I'm going to plug the shit out of this, Henry. Come no, listen to I'll pay the first six, $6 to fight you. All right? <laughs> Next episode of the podcast, that? us fighting. <laughs> Maybe first episode with video. Who knows? Oh. But we love you. We appreciate you. And again, as always, until good game do us part, we'll talk to you in the next episode. Peace. Later.